0: So, right there, here, you'll fact that, right? Okay, so. <laughs> what did you just say? Shut up. Just go with it. <laughs> okay.
1: Ashton Zacher, super smart. They went to college and learned a bunch of stuff, and Bo and Andrew. happens when you put them together and you try to make them learn grab your friends let's listen together on get
2: dumped
1: on an InfoDump
2: podcast welcome to get dumped on an InfoDump podcast if you're new here this is the podcast where four friends usually get together and dump their special interest knowledge on each other uh i am ash we are down one today but we do have Bo?
0: Hey, it's me, Bo. How
3: are you all doing today?
2: And we have my favorite member of the podcast. Zach, you know who you are.
3: Aw, oh, thanks. You're my favorite member of the podcast too.
2: Oh, thank you. Uh, no and we're one's missing favorite. <laughs> and we're missing, I was gonna say no one's favorite, because we can say that because he's not here. Andrew's not here because he's sick. Yeah, it's true. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: so it's just gonna be the three of us today. Um
0: That's wild. We do
2: we're gonna be doing kind of I know, have we? We we've never done just three of us, now, have we?
0: No, I think every time we've someone like I think only one person has missed something, and that was been me. But we brought someone in to cover for me. Today we couldn't get anybody, so we said, "Fuck it, let's just leave three. Yeah, uh, triple trouble. Oh <laughs> my god, hey. watch out! So nice, we did it three times.
2: <laughs> let's down. go,
3: triple trouble! All the burger to pretty, add trice trice to, to nice. the chaos. Trice is nice.
2: To add to the chaos, we don't have a specific topic in mind. We just all, uh, we're, we're going to, we're going to do a, a, what are we calling them? A multi-dump?
3: Uh Multi-micro-dump. Micro. Is it a multi-micro-dump
0: or a micro-multi-dump? It's, Why is it? Uh, uh, we yeah, found stuff that a, we like and then we're just going to tell you about it.
2: Yeah. We're going to talk about stuff that we recently <laughs> learned in a, in a short free form style today. Yeah. So, um, and we're just going to hang out with uh, our best friend, Bo.
4: Hey, it's yeah. me.
3: Hey, best it's Bo. Bo.
2: Does anyone have anything they want to start with today? Something fun that they learned recently? I I can start if you want. Yeah, go ahead.
3: I have two topics. I don't have
2: topics. I'm just
0: going to say something that I found interesting and let it be. That's how, that's my, that's my go around this time. How much detail do you have? Start
2: start with one of your topics. Tell us, tell us something you've been thinking about. What's been going on in the world of Zach?
3: Do you want to learn about the dinosaur thing or the bird thing?
2: Bo. Oh, he's asking me.
3: Oh, okay. Um, give me dinosaurs let start with the dinosaur thing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, well, you fool. You could do either because birds are dinosaurs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that <laughs> oh, to Oh, got him.
3: Nerd. And that's actually what this is. That's kind of what this dinosaur fact is about. So recently I learned that at the beginning of last year, so at the beginning of 2023, a group of researchers published a paper about a fossilized voice box that they found in an ankylosaur so this is, as far as I'm able to tell, maybe the only fossilized voice box that has ever been found in a dinosaur. That's cool. They're usually made out of cartilage, so they don't fossilize very often, if at all. And it was, uh, I guess, a little bit mangled, but it was essentially the entire hyolaryngeal apparatus, which includes the hyoid bone and like all of the different muscles that make up the larynx.
2: Bo, quick, what does an ankylosaurus sound like? <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think they sound like
3: well let's talk about that uh so i read the paper that was that was published um it was by uh, j Yoshida, y kobayashi and m.a Norrell. and ankylosaur larynx provides insights for bird-like vocalization in non-avian dinosaurs and um, you can actually read this for free. They made it open access, which is rad.
2: Love that. Please stand.
3: And so essentially what they figured out is, is they realized that a fossil of Pinacosaurus, which is a medium-sized species of ankylosaur, um, has this fossilized hyolaryngeal apparatus. And um, they measured it all over, the full like morphometric analysis of all the different bits And determined that it would have been able to be very, very vocal, like a bird. Um, Specifically, the quote is loud and explosive calls, as in vocal reptiles and birds. And it could indicate that they were able to breathe like birds do as well, Um, which is even more evidence for the idea that birds are dinosaurs, that birds, avian birds, Birds are avian dinosaurs, is essentially. So the, the the distinction now is made between non-avian dinosaurs and avian dinosaurs, which is fun. I don't think that there's really any debate left in the scientific community over oh, whether or it. not birds I'll debate are dinosaurs.
0: It. I'll, I'll debate are
2: it. you in the scientific community, though?
3: Uh, yeah, I am. I have a degree. They call well, what's, your, doc, what's your
0: counterpoint? Dr. Bo, uh, birds are smaller, so take that they don't seem so <laughs> well, they're small
2: they're small dinosaurs not really yeah, they're no, small
0: I'm, dinosaurs i've too. never seen any i've seen big ones
2: archaeopteryx is tiny
0: oh now you're making up words yeah. i can make up words too the bird is also tiny see
3: velociraptor is like the size of a turkey in real life you're a turkey
2: <laughs> turkeys are scary
3: turkeys are scary but I, also so are the, velociraptors. the only
2: time i've ever looked at a picture of a bird larynx and voice box is like what, what the fuck is going on in there that's crazy
3: it's really bonkers, and so like the. I encourage bird,
2: you to Google it. It's wild.
3: The bird larynx. Birds don't like the. It has evolved over the 65 million years since dinosaurs went extinct, so that it's no longer a larynx. It's called a syrinx. They're able to control both sides of it independently, and that's how birds can like make two noises at once.
2: And there's like a bunch of different. There's like a. There's like three sacks on each side.
3: Gross. Yeah. Sacks. It's completely They're wild. Up. Oh, all sacked up. And they have a dorsal air sac. Like under their spine. Yeah, so they do. And so um, this kind of connects with the research suggesting that dinosaurs may have had a dorsal air sac for vocalization, just like birds. Um, because while the sac has not what been found.
4: What the fuck? Uh, yeah, keep
0: talk, keep talking about have,
3: sacs. I love it when you talk about that They the have sacs. a bird-like, the, the arrangement of their rib joints is bird-like. And so this means mm. this is kind of like this together points to the fact that they may have had There's probably air a sack, sack like all up in zoo. there. <laughs> and so they would be able to use the larynx to modify the sounds that they create in this like dorsal air sac. So they could like rumble like a crocodile oh. and modify the sounds with like the bird like voice box.
2: That's wild. I want to hear that so bad.
3: I have I wasn't able to find any like reconstructions of the sound, but I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I want to hear done. it
2: with my own ears,
3: but. For reference, Pinosaurus is a medium-sized species of ankylosaur, and so it was—it would be about waist high um, if you were standing next to Maybe. it. But it would be 16 feet long and weigh two tons. Oh <laughs> and if <my laughs> you don't God. know what an ankylosaur is, they're the ankylosaurs are the the armored ones. They're herbivores. They've got a really cute beak. They got a w- big, wide head. Um, their bodies are covered in like spiky, bony armor. Um, and they've got the club tail, you know, about the club tail, right, Bo?
0: Oh, big club tail guy. That was my nickname yeah, in high so they, school,
3: Bo club tail. They could s- spin around and whack stuff with the yeah. club tail, which is great. I love you got it. Free
0: mace on your butt.
3: Yeah. So <laughs> to, to quote for people, I don't understand a lot of this, but you might understand this. Here's a quote kind of summarizing. The idea is the larynx of Pinocosaurus is composed of the cricoid and are like non-avian reptiles. But specialized with the firm and kinetic cricoid arytenoid joint, prominent arytenoid process, long arytenoid and enlarged cricoid as a possible vocal modifier like birds rather than vocal source like non-avian reptiles. Although bird unique Uh. vocal source syrinx have never been reported in non-avian dinosaurs, Pinacosaurus could have employed bird like vocalization with the bird like large kinetic larynx. Weird. So that's fun. Also, Mm -hmm. did you know that reptiles are the group of animals most closely related to birds? And of the reptiles, the crocodilians are the most closely related, which is weird that crocodilians are super closely related to birds.
2: They don't fly.
3: Yeah, exactly. It's like basically... (laughs) basically The most important aspect being a bird. From my understanding is as reptile evolution went, like the lizards and the turtles split off from the line... Earlier than crocodiles did. And uh, then crocodiles and archosaurs split. And then archosaurs became dinosaurs, which became birds. Crocodiles and crocodiles just kind of stayed as crocodiles. For
2: so long.
3: Yeah, it's wild. So that was my thing that I learned. That was my first thing that Ooh, I have. Wild. I have two things. That We're was pretty the first wild. thing. Okay, well, come, pretty cool. Let's come back to you. Let's, uh, let's separate them. Yeah. I want to separate them. Yeah. Bo, did you know that the hyoid bone is the bone that they use to determine if somebody was strangled to death? Yeah. It's the bone in the front of your esophagus. <laughs> Good bone. Anyway, who wants to go next? I'll do it. I'll do it.
0: I'll do it. Yeah. So imagine, imagine there. you're on a airplane and you're okay. over, over, I'm over, over like a snowy mountain, right? And you crash. Oh my gosh. It's so
2: picturesque. Oh then no. Then oh God. crash. Uh... Well,
0: you're in the middle of nowhere, right? With other passengers and you're hungry, but you have to, you know, you need to, not sur- you know, to survive, you need to. Try to maintain not your body. We're talking about cannibalism. We're talking about cannibalism <laughs> to an extent, though. We're talking about which part of the bones and body you should avoid for higher calories and which has more calories which has the least calories. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tell take, me about it. You want to take the guess of what the average, the lowest average calorie intake on your the human's body first? And I'll give you the, the total. Wor- so like the worst part to eat? Yeah, where the worst part to eat.
2: Uh, ears.
0: We got ears. Nose. Ah, no, wrong. The teeth. Teeth give about 36 oh, calories. Oh, yeah, totally. I, I didn't, didn't even consider even that as edible. That. Like, I didn't think that you could even eat well, that. Well, when you're,
3: when you're getting desperate. Like can you that. even, like, can
2: you... Digest like, that? Like, if
3: you swallowed a tooth whole, would you even digest it, or would you just, like, shit it out like corn? Well, I think you'd mash it up a little bit. You
0: know, get a little. How do you know, oh your teeth god, chew oh. other teeth? Oh. Okay, like, oh, god! Oh. Yeah, why, like in a mortar and pestle or something. That's why you grab a frozen rock and you smash it. It's like oh you god, grind it, like it up. get see- Just- it more like seasoning, you know?
2: It's a seasoning.
0: Yeah, like seasoning.
2: You know, what goes really great with a thigh bone is a little bit of tooth powder. <laughs> oh
0: god! <laughs> I I don't have numbers on these, but you should also when you're trying to when you resort to cannibalism while you're trying to survive, ignore kidneys. And the pancreas as well. Oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, yeah.
0: you shouldn't eat those. No, you I shouldn't. thought that those were good.
3: No, no, aren't those like the sweet breads or
0: something? <laughs> yeah, but if you want to maintain calorie intake and not starve to death, you need
3: to avoid those and teeth.
2: I mean, let's be real. Shouldn't you be eating everything? Yeah, but leave like, no choice. Like, but like, I would have maybe, thought maybe, that's surprising.
3: I would have thought that the kidney meat would be like something like the. It's something you should go for. Maybe
0: have more, maybe say, put some teeth like Skittles. Keep them in your pocket, you know. If you a little <laughs> snack, you use the teeth as snacks, you know. Who wants some teeth? I got it for you.
2: I, I would think that, like, eating a human kidney would be bad for you. I don't know. I just feel no. like it would be bad for you.
0: What you really need to go for, though, what you really need to aim for, if you, again, life or death situation, you're resorting to cannibalism. You got to go for, take, t- take a guess. Take, take two guests. One, one guess each. The thigh meat.
2: The thigh. I would go for the thigh.
0: Ah, yes. You would also, yes, the thigh meat is the highest average ca- calorie. Besides, actually, no, that's right. The whole, never mind. Yeah, thigh meat. Thigh meat. You want to go for thigh meat and ass meat. See yeah, the mean?
4: ass. The no, second
0: choice would be the ass. Yeah.
3: So you want to. I feel the, like ass meat would be have a really nice marbling to it.
0: The,
2: the, thigh, like a
0: <laughs> the thigh area <laughs> has the most calorie intake of about 13,000 uh, 13, calories for the, just the thigh alone. Wow! I mean, what, how that's big a of a lot. Hire?
2: We're like, what type of person are we talking? Uh, about?
0: We're going. We're, got, we're kind of. I think we're going to say on the basic average person. You know, let's say five. Let's go five, ten, hundred and eighty pounds. That guy. Okay.
2: okay.
3: But yeah. it would be less if you've been uh, if you've been wasting away in a whale boat for. Well, yeah. <laughs> a month yeah. So, so eat them early. Is what <laughs> yeah.
2: you're saying. So Go for
0: the fat.
3: Go for the fat guy first, is what I always say. Because that that's some good. That's some mm. waste
0: of calories. You know, you got to eat them. <laughs> But all in all the but the um, the for the whole body as far so if you just go on whole thighs, whatever, you know if you want, if you want, after you want to go some skies, you want, you want some uh you want a little little what do you call it what do you call it what do you call it a side dish skin, skin is good. The average skin calorie oh. cake count is ten thousand calories for the skin., mm. oh, I don't want to do that Now the whole skeleton count itself is twenty five thousand so if you if you get desperate and want to gnaw on some bones or use them as toothpicks. Twenty five thousand calories. I mean, I ain't bad.
3: The marrow would be pretty good. Mm-hmm. So the whole yeah.
0: the whole body itself, like the tissues and everything like that, for like the tissue muscle, all that stuff like that. The whole uh, value of an h- average human body is forty nine thousand
3: calories. Wow. Yeah. How much of it is in the dong? Um, five thousand. Wow.
2: Mm-hmm. You just made that up. I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But so like, but let's say I'm a comp- you're
2: reaching, you're reaching for the dong, bro.
0: No, no, no. So compared to your girlfriend,
2: you're going dog. Well, it's <laughs> so just like a
0: hot dog, you know, it's easy to eat, <laughs> It's easy, but it's already cold. But you're in the mountains and it's cold. So it's, oh, it's yeah. and point, it shrinks. It's an appy. So compared to the 48, 49, <laughs> almost you know 50,000 kind
2: of shaped like dicks, the best kind.
0: <laughs> so combined <laughs> with skin in total, um, the whole body would be around 75,000 calories. That is compared wow. that to a horse which is two hundred thousand calories. So go well, for the horse people first. People are smaller than horses. Yeah. Mm. So I was just, you want to do uh, like yeah, a horse. Yeah. So I hope you enjoyed my <laughs> Cannibals and talk for the <laughs> bow.
2: Wow. Interesting. I'm I, I I guess I'm glad to know that my survival instincts are correct.
0: Eat Zach's ass.
2: Just go <laughs> Um speaking of little snacks, Vine is um this is what I, I learned recently. Did you know that the inventor of the Pringles can was had some of his ashes put into and he was buried in the Pringles can that he invented.
0: <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's, That's pretty great. cool.
2: Yeah, his name is uh Frederick Bauer, I believe. P-
0: Frederick Pringle Bauer. <laughs>
2: When he died, he was like, hey, can you put me, cap- cap- put some of my ashes in the, in the can? And they were like, hell yeah. So they did.
0: <laughs> As he's dying, my final wish is to be a Pringle forever. Can you do that? <laughs>
2: Become one with the can for eternity. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty sick. I mean, if I invented something like that, I'd be like, hell yeah. Fucking bury me in that shit. Yeah.
3: And it's such a perfect container for that, you know? It's like. So true. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. if if you were to be buried in a Pringles can, what flavor of Pringles would you want to be I was
2: going in? to ask this question. Same brain. I'm going <laughs> sour cream and onion.
3: I'm going sour cream and onion or pizza. Pizza. Yeah, that's
0: what I was going to say.
2: I don't like the pizza ones. But I'm they a big a boy, so you
0: could split me. Give me two. One for my dad. One for my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I've, my other question. <laughs> oh, is someone's a like, oh, cool Pringles.
2: No, no, no. <laughs> no. No, no, no.
0: That's my son. <laughs> Do not eat my son unless you're starving. Eat his ass. <laughs> well, it's already been
3: burned up.
2: They yeah, wasted I got your roommated it. remains. It, it, would
0: it's, be... well, it's well done ass. <laughs> it's just a bit charry. It's all good. You can get over that.
3: <laughs> now, the other question is Oh, you know, I was thinking that they would bury the pringles container and i was just like they did okay yeah so that's biodegradable baby because that's just like cardboard you know yeah he's he going back to the earth Yeah, good for him yeah it's uh, environmentally sound it's perfect, perfect. It really if you think about it the pringles container is the perfect method of bearing. except for
2: the cap but that's like the only thing that's plastic right
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, just make like uh, just a cap left. By. Oh, then you can
2: you can emboss the cap. No, you can emboss the cap. Is it, no, is it the is oh, with like yeah. your yeah. name like, and stuff? Isn't like a little metal around the brim
0: at the bottom, or am I just was I Oh yeah, it, there one is is at the bottom.
2: There's metal at the bottom. Okay, well.
3: Mm.
0: And like the lid itself, it's we not, put it's the cap perfect. on.
3: Okay, you know what? It's still better than a big wooden coffin.
2: So true. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doesn't
0: that eventually become mulch? Helps it grow. Yeah. Now the stuff inside it, like the fabric inside a coffin. No, no, no. That's bad. Mm -hmm.
2: Well, a a coffin is covered in lacquer. Like, I doubt that it's going to be breaking down. Yeah. Anytime soon.
0: I think coffins are still a waste of money.
3: Don't bury me. Honestly, I think that 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 embalming a body is a waste of everything. Like, why bother embalming a body when you're just going to dump it in the ground? Like, I mean, those chemicals can't be good for the environment. I don't really know anything about the subject except for the fact that it seems like a bunch of weird shit to be putting in the ground.
0: I'd rather just get cremate, give me cremate me and just get me a plaque. There we go. Perfect. You still give me a headstone. I, have, I just don't want to, I don't want to, I do not want a casket. I don't want my body in the ground. No. Just fucking burn me and just give me a plaque. Give me, give me a fucking, give me a tombstone head, you know, it's all I need.
3: Yeah. I have said for years, and maybe I've even said it on this podcast. I, when I die, I would love to just get thrown in the woods. <laughs> Honestly, just throw me in the woods. I what I would really like is for a bunch of animals to like make their homes in my like in my skeleton. They're going to eat I want your ass. a little They're squirrel your to live in my a little squirrel to live in my rib cage. You know, I have a little frog living in my eye socket. I would love that more than anything.
0: You know, I'm, I'm going to jump on your idea and go more of a horrific idea. I want you to, I want you to know, bury me mafia style. So like throw me in a river and I want to wash up
3: one day and scare the shit out of people. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah. Well, if we'll make it like, we'll weigh you down with something that'll dissolve yeah, after yeah, like yeah, yeah. two years. Just give me like, but, like, get,
0: like salt or something like, get, like get heavy salt bricks, let it dissolve in the water. And then when I'm ready to wash up. <laughs> and then once you okay. wash up
2: why you just do it again.
0: <laughs> yeah. If you find it, I put the put this on my sign, please return to the water. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh mary roach wrote a very good book about different like death processes mm-hmm. uh it was called
3: stiff here we go stiff. again oh
2: uh and the one that really stood out to me was is was a thing i believe in scandinavia at the time where they just like freeze you and then break you apart into a gabillion pieces and then turn you into compost
3: Ooh, that's pretty great get back to the earth. and i
2: love that if that's a I, thing, that would be cool.
3: The one that has always stuck with me are the um the, the sky burials that they do in Nepal or Tibet. I don't remember where exactly, but they basically like break up your body and leave you out um, and let you get eaten by vultures.
2: That's pretty metal.
3: Yeah, it's pretty sweet. And then I'm you down like, for that. are returned. You're returned to the you're sky. Like, you're, you're, you're returned to the sky. Um, and eventually, yeah. you get shitted out by vultures. But the important thing <laughs> is that you sustained those vultures.
2: If I can't be cryogenically frozen and broken into a billion bits, I would like to be cremated and have my body thrown in the ocean
0: with um, with cement, with, like with as ce- ashes, with cement feet as well. You want to do what I do? <laughs> you want to scare some kids?
2: No, just my just my ashes. Just my ashes.
0: <laughs> oh, I get it. Your ashes, ashes, ashes,
2: a ashes, ashes. Dust oh my and dust. god! You
0: should start a cremating business.
2: Ashes
3: to ashes.
0: I would also like to donate my
2: body to science, but I don't know that anyone wants my shitty, shitty. No, no, no
0: one wants me. Take my (laughs) my organs to save someone's life, but just dump the rest in a trash can.
2: If they want to take my skin for like skin grafts for burn victims and stuff,
0: go for it. And good calories. Don't forget that.
2: Oh yeah, don't forget. You can eat it in a pinch. Um, (laughs) um, If you're, if you're at all interested, if anyone out there is at all interested, uh, "Stiff" by Mary Rush is very good. Can't can't recommend Mary Mary Roach Roach highly enough. Many, many books of Mary Roach are very good.
3: I also liked the one that she wrote about the digestive system. What was that one called?
2: Oh, yeah. In and out. (laughs) That one had a great
3: story in it about, um, that one had a great story in it about What was it? It was a guy who was like a lower class worker at like a rail, like a, like a logging camp or something. He was just like a low class dude at a a logging camp and he got shot in the stomach and the doctor who was taking care of him was like, there's this like a perfect hole just going into your stomach and like, we can stop the bleeding and then just leave this hole and I'll plug it up sometimes and you can be my like manservant. And I'll do experiments on you and we can learn about how human digestion works. And so he would like just leave the hole on this guy's stomach and he would like have him lie down and he would like tie bits of steak to a string and like lower it into the hole and then like see how digested it was after like 30 minutes. Just like pull the string out of the hole in this guy's stomach. It's fucked up. Wild. I'm going to look this up so I can remember the actual story. (laughs) Instead of making shit up? It's a real story. That sounds like you're making it up. Alexis, Alexis St. Martin, who was, uh, shot in a near fatal accident in 1822. His wound did not heal fully, leaving an opening into his stomach. That's great.
2: And the doctor was just like, like, "Let let me look in there.
3: The guy who did it was William Beaumont. And they did 200 experiments over 10 years. St. Martin allowed the experiments to be conducted not as an act to repay Beaumont for keeping him alive, but rather because Beaumont had the illiterate St. Martin sign a contract to work as a servant. Beaumont Uh records the chores St. Martin did during this time in the intervals of experimenting, he performed all the duties of a common servant, chopping wood, carrying burthens, etc., with little or no suffering or inconvenience from his wound.
2: Oh my god! Well, I know. so that's a good. At least he wasn't in pain all the time.
3: Good point. Good point. Uh, well, no, it says that uh, he felt during experiments were a sense of weight and distress at the epigastric fossa and slight vertigo and dimness of vision.
0: Oh!
3: Oh, someone call you? Yeah, I, mean, I can Ew. see that because he's got vertigo. Hola! <laughs> Gross. Wild. Well, isn't that fun? Fun. So, who's got another story?
0: I can um I can do some uh, sound offs right quick. Just throw out some stuff right there. What do we do? I'm not what gonna elaborate. I'm not gonna elaborate ops? them. I just got them right. All so right. I have uh, I have a lot of uh, things open for just small entertainment idea. You know, entertainment facts that are cool.
3: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna just gonna fucking rapid fire like facts bow. about
3: entertainment or facts that are entertaining. entertainment.
0: Entertainment like they're in the entertainment area. So like right there, here you'll fact okay. that right? Okay, so the show always it's always something in Philadelphia, right? What did you just say? Shut up, just go with it. The show it's always something okay. in Philadelphia is the wordyish TV show with one hundred and seventy six point two words per minute, which makes mm. it the hardest show to follow if you're watching with subtitles on.
3: I can understand that because like a a, f- a large portion of every episode is uh, the game <laughs> just yelling over each other,
0: <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> Perfect. This will insult you, Zach. 50% of vinyl Fifty percent of vinyl record buyers don't even own a vinyl player,
3: a record player. Well, I do, so it's fine. I know, but it, people are just
0: like... I have three. I know, but, but you're, you're ahead of, of your works. time. People like you are what we like, but people like our collections? <laughs> Ew. Don't be hipsters, all right? <laughs> How about this one? Steven Seagal backed down a fight from Jean-Claude Van Damme after Jean-Claude Van Damme called his bluff at a, pu- at a party hosted by
3: Stallone. I'll talk, Mr. Seagal. I can see that because uh, Steven Seagal's a bitch. Uh, it's very well documented that he is a bitch. Especially on this podcast. Um, you've got you've
0: called him on the, a bitch on this podcast. <laughs>
3: Everyone listened to the... It, I think it's a two-parter of Behind the Bastards about Steven Seagal. He's a real piece of shit. <laughs> and it's got Sean Baby, who is a OG internet comedian, which is great. My favorite Steven Seagal story is that he was he was sparring in front of a bunch of people and the guy that he was sparring with like did a, a kick like kicked his legs out from under him and he shit his pants I love that good he deserves it because he's <laughs> a piece of shit like you said he is he also killed a guy's dog once same but let's get him to there he was he was doing this like thing where he was like he was somehow managed to talk his way into letting some cops in some crappy little town let him play cop with everyone and he like they were trying to get into somebody's house to arrest him. And he just like drove a tank through the wall and like killed this dude's dog.
2: Oh, that's, that's damn, sad. That, I'm that's sad. Absolutely wild. Justice. For oh yeah.
3: He was best friends with Joe Arpaio. Who? Who, um, uh, who, uh, Sheriff Joe Arpaio is a, uh, very famously terrible and racist, uh, sheriff in Arizona. I've never heard of him. Well, you're better off. Okay, good
0: ah right, uh, uh, two more two more. Do you know famous rapper Iggy Azalea?
3: Yeah, she just retired from making music.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you know how she got her stage name?
3: Oh, is it like one of those MySpace find your rapper names things where it's like your 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 like the name of the street you grew up on or something?
0: You're close, but it was um it was the name of your porn star name. <laughs> So her porns the little Facebook thing. He's like, "Oh yeah, what street you grew on, and your whatever you last ate or whatever."
3: Yeah, she got it that way. That's how Childish Gambino got his rap name. It was like a Wu Tang name generator. I love it. <laughs> on the internet.
2: Uh, what's your food truck name? It's what you call your grandma and the last thing that you ate.
0: <laughs> I call my grandma 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 burrito.
2: Grandma's burritos. It
0: was burritos. All right. <laughs> All right. Last one. I don't remember if we talked about this. I think we did. I have, why do I feel like we talked? We, have we talked about tennis balls before? What in what tennis way? Tennis balls. Okay, never. Um, tennis balls used to be black and white. Do you know that?
2: Oh, but they oh. changed. They
0: changed for yellow for TV viewers, thanks to David Attenborough's suggestion. So
2: oh. oh, I think I, I think I knew that. I feel like we talked. I don't Is know. What I feel Like we
0: had talked about tennis balls. We talked about a lot of shit. I, for some reason, I think tennis balls would show up one time. But
3: because oh, yeah, David Attenborough was like the head of the BBC or something at the time, right? I think so. Like, he was a big yes, deal yes, in Yes, he was the
0: director of programming for BBC. And,
3: and that's well, why you. That's why he, like, became famous for narrating documentaries, right? Is because he was just, like, the guy who was around when they <laughs> needed somebody to narrate documentaries. And he was like, yeah, I'll do that. That sounds great. And then it just kind of became the thing that he was known for the most. Is
2: that true? That's rad.
3: I think I wish true. that would happen to me. I can make it happen. Cool. I'll just narrate it. I'll never hurt your life. And his brother... Was in Jurassic Park. Oh, he was uh, John Hammond. Oh, say I learned that's uh, David What's Attenborough's brother, Richard Attenborough. Right?
2: Oh my gosh! My
3: gosh!
2: Who's Attenboroughs? Yeah. Richard Such Attenborough.
0: Let him go. Um, that was it. That's It'll that's Bo's rapid going. fire of entertainment,
3: entertaining entertainment facts. Boom! 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 The pitter patter of one fact after another. I don't know why I did that voice. Thank you. Uh, do you want to hear my other... My bird fact? No. Oh. Because it's a dinosaur fact. Got him. It's dinosaur fact. Or Ash, do you have another one? Should I go uh, last so no, that I, I, mean, I can bookend the episode?
2: I mean, if you if you want.
3: I want to talk about chickadees.
0: Chickadee,
2: talk about chickadee. chickadee. Take us there.
0: Window.
3: Sorry, go ahead. All right. I have uh, I have a lot of things I want to say about chickadees. Uh, so you know, avid listeners of the pod know that we started with bird facts, started with the bird nerds episode. So this is just an addition, an addition to the bird nerd episode, because I never stopped thinking about birds. And in fact, I think about birds more now than back then, because now we live in a house and I put up a bird feeder in view of my computer desk,
2: many good birds.
3: And I'm looking at birds all the time. Let me tell you, there's nothing better than having a bird feeder that you can see from your desk. Cause I am just looking at birds all every time I look out there, like during the day, there's some, there's birds doing something cool. It's nighttime now. So I can't see if there are birds, I can't see them, but I have like identified individual birds. Like I love it. I know which birds are more common. It's so one of the cutest birds. One of my favorite birds are chickadees. Um, we get black capped chickadees here. There's a few different species. Um, but they're great. They're tiny little songbirds. They've got a black top of their head and they've got a little black chin strap. Um, they like to grab sunflower seeds from the feeder and then they fly away, um, to hammer them against trees to get them open because their beak isn't strong enough to open the sunflower seeds like a cardinal's is. And then they also like eating bugs and stuff. Do you have, do you have chickadees in California? No. Do you know what a chickadee looks like? Yeah. A little bird. Like, I don't know. I don't know.
0: I don't know what they look like. Hold on, I'm holding it in the chat.
3: Okay, here I'll, uh, I'll
0: I'll kill some dead air. Hey, hey, oh, it's a little chickadee. I don't think we have those. Why did you ask me? ashley's in California too at one point in her life. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I think yeah. I don't think they're the same kind. I don't. I think that they're a different.
3: I think they might be mountain chickadees, which um are more of a west coast chickadee. Oh, perhaps well,
2: there you go. Yeah.
3: Um, we have the black capped chickadees and so black capped chickadees are the state animal of, uh, Massachusetts and Maine, uh, Uh, state uh, bird, not, it's not a state animal state bird.
2: For those of you who may not know what a black capped chickadee looks like, it's a little perfect ball of fluffy cuteness and they have a little black head and little stripy wings and the teeniest, tiniest little beak,
3: little tiny beak. They're like basically
2: a perfect circle.
3: Yeah. Especially in the winter when they're all puffed up. So one thing that I want to talk about, so this is kind of similar to the dinosaur fact before and that it's about how they, like, their vocalizations. Um, they have a lot of different calls. And the most normal call is, is uh, they call it, like, the official is a Phoebe call. It's like, Phoebe. But I prefer to think of it as
2: cheeseburger. Because Vega. it's funnier. So, <laughs> it sounds more like phoebe i'm gonna be honest
3: it does sound more like phoebe but she's calling them cheeseburger birds It's funnier yeah it to me it doesn't really
2: sound like cheeseburger that much but it's, it's okay
3: if you think about it though it does i can't stop thinking about it oh my god <laughs> uh but so bur uh males will uh modify this call to be higher frequency if there are a lot of birds calling at once and they need to be heard over this cacophony of other birds, which is fun. But the chickadee name comes from their social call, which is a chickadee chickadee-dee-dee-dee, d like chickadee.
4: chickadee
3: Like a song So this is this is their like social call. And it's kind of like a call to action for other chickadees. And it can mean different things based on how they modify it. So it can mean like hey there's food here. Like there's food for everyone in this flock of chickadees, or it can be like, let's all get together right over here. Let's all group up. And it's also a call for perched predators, like as a warning for a predator on a perch versus a call for predators in flight, which is kind of like a kind of call. This one is like specifically there is a perched predator right there. And then another really cool thing about it is that they modify that call uh, based on what kind of predator it is. So you've got this kind of granular differentiation in the seat versus the chickadee call based on if it's a predator in flight or predator on a perch. Then the chickadee call is modified based on what type of predator it is. So they'll add a bunch of D's to the to the call to make it like more urgent. They'll be like chickadee, D, 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 D. Hey, we got to get the fuck out of here
2: right fucking now.
3: Yeah, (laughs) basically. Well, no, it's actually the opposite. And so this is a, uh, it's their social call and it's their call to go mob the perched predator.
2: Oh, they do predator mm-hmm. mobbing. I love they that.
3: They do predator mobbing. And so it'll be up to four chickadees. Chickadee dede
2: Chickadee dee
3: um, dee. And nuts. so. Got him. Got <laughs> hey,
2: got him. Got him.
3: It's basically the call for this entire flock of chickadees to go harass a perched predator and get them to leave um, because like they can't if they're all like mobbed up in a group and like mobile and like just harassing this predator, eventually it'll leave. So this is basically their attack call to get everybody to, <laughs> to go attack the form
2: up. form up boys.
3: And so the, um, I found a paper, uh, by Christopher N Templeton at all called Alimetry of alarm calls, black cap, chickadees and code information about predator size. And this is also another one that you can read for free. And, um, they basically tested this out by getting a flock of chickadees and putting it in an aviary. And then they would, um, they presented the chickadees with 13 different species of live perched raptors and two species of live mammalian predators, um, that would, that were like separate from the chickadees, but still visible. And so they also used a quail as, um, the control. And so uh, basically, there's a really strong correlation that smaller predators would get more Ds. And the theory is that the smaller predators, like the sawwet and pygmy owls, are more mobile. They're, they're, like, they're more maneuverable. And they're, they're a bigger threat than some of the bigger um, birds, like a great horned owl or a gur falcon or like a peregrine falcon or even a cooper's hawk. Uh, because they're less maneuverable, and while they will also eat birds in flight, they aren't, uh, like, the chickadees will be able to outmaneuver them.
2: Yeah, dude, let me tell you about chickadees. They're very cute in pictures, but the little fuckers are fast. They, like, <laughs> they're so dart fast. around. And it, like, activates my fight or flight, because I'm like, oh, God, they're-, <laughs> shit, they're fucking flying.
3: Uh, and then they also did the reverse, where they recorded these calls as the flock of chickadees were making them. And then they played them back from a hidden speaker in the aviary and the birds would then start mobbing the, chi- the hidden speaker when it played back the chickadee calls. Um, and for the calls made for smaller predators, they would mob it longer before giving up. Mm. Hmm. And so basically chickadee calls meet all the requirements for language. Um, Do they, though? It, could said, Do they? it could be said that it could be said that, chickadees have language what are the, the whole time for the
2: whole so time you were talking this. zach i was thinking i was going to ask you so do you think that chickadees speak language i think
0: that chickadees speak language i also think they speak language as well
2: so one people. of the requirements of a language is that it is recursive and you can essentially what it boils down to is you can form phonemes and words together in new and novel ways. So theoretically you could say something that no one has ever said before. Hmm. Do you think that the chickadee communication system or language is, is flexible enough to do that? Or are they stuck within the boxes of the things that they can and cannot say?
3: Well, they do modify the Phoebe call. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if anyone's ever recorded a chickadee making a noise that's ever been made before. I'll find it. I'm the man for the job.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And so whether you, Say like obviously it's an incredibly complex communication system. Like I would probably like the the technical definition of language in language studies, and you, I have talked this to death because when I was in grad school, we studied the evolution of hearing and thus the evolution of language. But nerd, <laughs> I know, right? Um, but I think just like if it's that close, if it's like one technicality, then like. Can you really not call it a language? I don't know.
3: It's also worth noting that other birds have learned to pay attention to chickadee calls and will react, which is cool. Uh, so, like, other birds will react to chickadee alarm calls when this they're a um, the seat call. and very like similar predator.
2: to vervets in, in primates. They have a very complex communication system as well.
3: Oh, wait, table that, because I have, like, I have a little bit more to talk about for chickadees, and then I want to hear about these vervets. <laughs>
2: Uh, Also, before you move on, uh, a species of Tarsier also does predator mobbing for snakes, where like a bunch of them will get together and just like slap the shit out of it. It's great.
3: (laughs) Just slap the shit out of that snake. So other uh, cool things about chickadees is that they have really good memories and they're better than most birds when it comes to finding cached seeds. Um, So like seeds that they've hidden for the hidden for the wintertime and um, fun fact is that squirrels are terrible at it. Squirrels are always like hiding nuts. Um, and they only find like a fifth of the nuts that they find that they, <laughs> that, they that they bury. I don't, I don't have an actual number for that. Don't, don't quote me on a fifth. Oh, but I'm, they I'm, find I'm a, quoting it. Everyone. They only find, they only find a small proportion of the seeds that they bury. Um, and actually a large amount of like tree growth can be attributed to squirrels burying acorns and shit and then forgetting about them completely. <laughs> uh. But chickadees are great at caching seeds and finding them again, and their brains are have a really amazing plasticity. Their brains can change a lot, and so over the course of the summer and fall, their hippocampus gets bigger and bigger and bigger, which is where they like, which is responsible for memory. I'm pretty sure is the hippocampus responsible for memory. Yes,
2: that's a but, great question.
3: But the point is, I that, how many calories it has? How many calories does it have? A lot. <laughs> Uh, but the, 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 the point is that the chickadees, ah, yes, the hippocampus is a complex brain structure embedded deep into the temporal lobe. It has a major role in learning and memory. And so during the winter, the chickadees uh, 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 hippocampus is 30% larger than usual. Then during the spring, it shrinks back down to normal size, which is about the size of a raisin, um, because they can just find food wherever. But while they're trying to remember where all of their seeds are, their brains are fucking huge, which is crazy.
2: Their their brains just get yoked?
3: Yeah, their brains get yoked, (laughs) which is just proof. You got to use it or lose it.
0: (laughs) I'm on the lose it side of this. (laughs) But
3: then another fun thing is that they can recognize other bird species and know how other bird species act. And change their own behavior accordingly. So this other, um, uh, this other paper that I read, I was just reading papers about chickadees all day today. Um, and by all day today, I mean after I got out of work uh, between then and now. You need to clarify. I um,
0: just said all day and everyone would have been fine with that. This guy reading books chi- all day? <laughs> Does it not work?
3: Mountain chickadees discriminate between potential cash pilferers and non-pilferers by pravo- pravosov. Prava Sudov. I'll, uh, we should just put these in the description, but this article is also free to read, which is great. It's from uh, 2008, which might have something to do with it, but it was great. And so basically they, um, they tested it by having a group of chickadees, um, caching seeds in like posts within an aviary. And they had it um, basically observed by a nuthatch, which pilfers caches and a dark-eyed junco, which doesn't pilfer caches. And so the chickadee knew that if the nuthatch was watching it, it shouldn't be hiding seeds where the nuthatch can see them. And they would hide it on an opposite side of the pole where the nuthatch wouldn't be able to see them hiding these seeds. Mm. But if the junco was there and they knew that the juncos don't uh, pilfer caches, and so they would just hide it wherever there was an equal amount of seeds being hidden all over the little seed hiding thing. So not only can they recognize which birds are like ones that will try to steal from their caches, they can also think in terms of what other animals can see and like visualize it from their perspective to know where they should be hiding their seeds.
2: This is like when we were talking about theory of mind. Mm-hmm. In yeah. The How Smartest Monkey episode. Mm. I wonder if the chickadees could pass a theory of mind test.
3: I wonder. I'll put them through the test. For a bird with a brain the size of a raisin, they seem really intelligent. And I think that that's great. (laughs) Because they're cute and they're smart.
2: How many ridges are in that brain?
3: I don't know. So many? They also tested it with another chickadee. And they also were like. This chickadee is gonna. This other chickadee is gonna steal my seeds as, as soon as I hide them. So they did this. They they reacted the same with the nuthatch and the other chickadee.
2: I didn't know that nuthatches were stealers.
3: Yeah, specifically a red-breasted nuthatch.
2: Put them in orange and or put them in brown and yellow and call them the stealers.
3: Hey, hey, so that was fun. I love chickadees.
2: Wow, that's. Yeah. I didn't know that they. I didn't know that they did like that.
3: Yeah, they do like that. <laughs> so two dinosaurs the that i had facts about does anyone else have anything
0: else uh no i gave out mine that's my, my my rapid fire we're good in how about you ash
2: um yeah i i had one thing but i don't remember what it was so i'm so enraptured by the chickadees Chick- <laughs> Hold on. let me let me see if i wrote it down like a smart person would do
0: Okay, well I don't want dead air. I don't want dead air. Hey everyone. Okay. Hope you're enjoying Listen. this episode. Well <laughs> we so far. Cut it about out.
3: The fact is that uh, <laughs> these the dead air could just it's, be it's, edited. It's, out. it's live. We, we do it live.
0: Up. Okay, hey everyone. Like while she's doing that, I'm gonna tell you a story about me, right? So
2: now you, this is a story all about how my friends you know, and I got together and did a podcast.
3: Should I just be eating chips really loudly and then go <laughs> <laughs> You want the nice little crunch? <laughs>
0: Look at, look at, keeping the dead air, keeping the dead air going Well, she looks.
3: See, we're good Someone at this. Someone get me a bag of pretzels. I'll give you
0: I a bag of Pringles.
3: Uh, bring it <laughs> back. Bring it back.
2: Uh, lemons aren't naturally occurring. Lemons aren't found in the wild. We have, to, we, we like made them. But, the citrus uh, fruit weird. that exists in the wild isn't like a lemon. It's like a citron. It's like weirder and bigger and it tastes different. And we were like, no, we want this specific thing. I got Lem. a lemon.
0: I got a lemon tree. It's nice. Riven, oh, too. So
2: good. I love lemons. Lemons are my favorite. Well, They're your so lemon good. tree
0: is an abomination. Oh, no. So am I, though. So fitting. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's
2: not an abomination. It's just highly cultivated and curated. It doesn't naturally exist.
0: <laughs> well, neither do I. I was an accident. <laughs>
2: isn't, isn't that the epitome of?
0: I don't, I don't know. I'm just trying to say stuff for funniness. Laughs. Let me be. Let me Just let me be. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, if you wanted to know about the Vervet sect. Oh, yeah. I can tell you a little about Vervet.
3: Tell me about Vervets.
2: They also have a very robust communication system in that they have, like, a lot of different calls that mean different things. Um, mm-hmm. But mostly they have specific different calls for different types of predators. Um, and it, there's also implied through the studies that there's some amount of, like, syntax in the way that they use the calls. Um, there's, like, specific structures and things that they, that they do. Which is fun, oh, yeah. um, but yeah, it's uh pretty cool to think about.
4: <laughs> yeah,
3: pretty neat. It's just so weird. My my. Every time I think about like what would it have been like to be the first person to encounter a mimicking parrot.
2: Also, oh, so, I mean, <laughs> devil bird. The, the, that, devil bird. <laughs> would that parrot like speak though? If it hadn't ever seen humans before, you know.
0: Well, like uh, what came if first? The talking this bird, or the bird was like
3: hanging. Yeah, the, the what probably came first <laughs> this was this bird, bird
2: that's been around a while, all of a sudden spoke my tongue. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, terrifying. it's
3: like uh, it's like the first time Arnold Schwarzenegger heard the predator talking in his dead friend's voice. Oh, scary. Over here,
2: also, Over um, here. Gibbons use baby talk, which is fun.
3: I say that again. I was too busy talking about predator and I didn't
0: hear. Oh, it. Of course, as <laughs> you know,
3: um, distracted by predator.
0: <laughs> gibbons,
2: gibbons use baby talk. They'll they modify their communications with young juveniles, and there's a lot. the syllables are shorter and more repetitive.
3: Wow, that's fun. What what's what? Give me your best Gibbon impression. Ooh,
0: ooh, Who's that the dress to? Oh, There we
2: go. That sounds like a car alarm. <laughs>
3: discord cut it out it was just oh. entirely discord's noise you'll have to, to the, you'll have to listen to the episode <laughs> <laughs>
2: they, they also go i heard whoo, it from whoo.
3: upstairs
2: they'll have to listen to the episode and hear what it was sounds like a car alarm <laughs> uh great. they play gibbon noises a lot in jungles for like spooky jungle noises mm-hmm. but they'll like it'll be like the jungles of south america and it's like a gibbon noise and it's like they don't live there that's not where they live
3: Oh, my God. When I found out that they used a kookaburra sound in the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark, I shit my pants. Did you? Well, it's in South America. Kookaburras are only in Australia. It's like South America. And I always thought that it was a monkey. I was like, this is a monkey sound in my head. And then I found out that not only is it a bird, but it's a bird that only lives in Australia. (sighs) What the fuck, man? What the, <laughs> what the fuck?
2: What the fuck? It's like loons. What the fuck? Loons are commonly used as a sound effect, uh, for like when it's creepy because they sound a little bit eerie. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the times, if you if you know once you can hear it, you're like, that's a loon. That's not spooky. That's just a bird. <laughs> also, I'm pretty Sometimes sure they're not from there. Spooky.
3: Yeah, unless it's like Canada, then it's probably not a place with loons or like New Hampshire.
2: It's like, ooh, so spooky. Ooh.
3: Ooh. Ooh. Or in uh, the Tom Green song, it's like, oh, the loon. What song was that? What was the Tom Green song that was really popular when I was in like fifth grade? Hmm. The I, bum, I bum 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 song. Something like that. You remember Tom Green? Everyone remembers Tom Green.
0: I mean, right?
2: vaguely, a little bit.
3: Yeah, he's that's a name.
2: He had a, he had a show. The Tom yeah. Green Show, yeah,
3: yeah. The Tom Green Show, yeah, yeah. Whatever. People remember. Send us an email if you remember Tom Green. <laughs>
0: please, please. Why don't you just I give us facts in about Tom fifth Green?
3: Great. Send us a, send us a, send us send us an email if you remember being in fifth grade. I, I mean, was um.
2: Your fifth I remember being in fifth grade. <laughs> what was the name of your fifth grade teacher?
0: Uh, oh, uh, Miss Birch. She's dead now, so I can give out her name. <laughs>
2: Mine was very generic, Mr. Smith.
3: That's pretty generic. Mine was Mrs. Mrs. Avino.
2: Sounds like a water bottle company.
3: If Andrew's here, oh,
0: <laughs> I don't remember anything growing up. My memories. So oh,
2: I've of, never remembered oh, anything. In my hockey, head on rocks yeah, oh, for fun. I, I, I play
0: hockey, so you know me. I'm fucking, my head hurts all the time. I've
2: uh, never worn a helmet mm, in my entire life.
0: Yeah, but and my knees. It's weird that you remember <laughs> things. Oh, uh, you guys remember things? Oh, you guys are weird. <laughs> <laughs>
2: There was, at one point in my life, I could name, like, all of my teachers, but then once you get into, like, high school, you get a lot of teachers. So. I could literally
0: probably name yeah, two elementary teachers. school teachers and maybe, like, two high school teachers.
3: Well, for me, it was easy because my kindergarten and first grade, and then my second and third grade, and my fourth and fifth grade teachers, so, like, I was an integrated, so, like, kindergarten to first grade, it was the same class, and then that was Mrs. Weislander, and then second and third grade, that was the same class as Mrs. Bolson. And then fourth and fifth grade, same class as Mrs. Avino. And then I got into sixth grade and then we went into middle school and then I had all the other teachers. Like,
0: I I remember my third grade teacher because I had a crush on her. Miss June. Ooh, I had the little Miss June. June. I uh, I remember my elementary school crush. My teacher.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I had a different teacher every year. I, I, I think I remember them. Maybe. I don't know.
3: Hit me. Try and name them. Name them.
2: My kindergarten teacher was Mrs. McKenzie. And then my first grade teacher is Mrs. Craig. My second grade teacher was terrible. I remember she was mean to all of us and she was rude and she yelled and her name started with a W, but I think I've blocked it out. (laughs) Weston, maybe? I don't know. But then Mrs. Monroe, Mrs. Scherf, and Mr.
3: Is somebody going to be able to dox us? I don't think so.
0: I think half my teachers are dead. (laughs) I mean, like like for i in school, like I really only remember my third, and my fifth grade teacher. I don't remember I don't remember kindergarten, first, second, or fourth.
2: I always well, really like my teachers, so you. I remember their names.
0: You would, you nerd. Your teacher's pet.
2: <laughs> and I remember that three years in a row, my second grade, third grade, and fourth grade year, uh, my teacher got pregnant and had to leave like three quarters of the way through the year. Like it, it happened three happening. years in a row. It was three Weird. different people, but
3: they were just having Irish twins. It was the same person. Oh my god. That sounds very derogatory, is it? I think it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's derogatory towards Irish people. Oh, we lost our Irish audience. Oh, no. Oh, God. I was trying to maintain the Irish Don't audience. by Don't edit it out, because by... now with saying
0: bad stuff was how we learn. Mm-hmm.
2: I, was, I was hoping that Evan would be here, because I saw some yeah. stuff about Mandela effects recently, and I, and I wanted to talk to him about it. Should I wait, or should I say it now and hope that he listens?
0: Ooh. Say it now.
2: I saw a TikTok that claims that one reason of the whole Fruit of the Loom not having a cornucopia in its logo thing. Everybody remembers that there's a cornucopia in the Fruit of the Loom logo, but Fruit of the Loom maintains that it's not there and it never has been. Um, Claims that at the same time that they phased out, they started phasing out the logo was when they had a really big um, scandal because they were leaching toxic chemicals into into the, the food, I think, in Michigan. And it was like causing a generational health crisis because it was passed along from mothers to, to babies through breast milk. Um, and, but they, they pawned it off on like Warren Buffett and they ended up making money off of the whole deal because they ended up selling the company instead of paying the fines. Um, and that was when the cornucopia stopped appearing. And so they're pretending like it never happened and they're pretending like they never had a cornucopia so they can distance themselves from the whole fiasco.
0: Wow. Just like when Kobe Bryant uh, that
3: girl, he went from eight to twenty four. Oh my god. What?
2: Jesus Christ, I, Kobe Bryant. I, I didn't, didn't know about that.
3: that. Oh yeah. I mean yeah. I knew about the I knew about the the incident. I did not know that they changed his number yeah. to cover it up.
0: Yeah. No, that that's just the joke why he like why he changed numbers.
2: I mean, that, that's Jesus. the
0: old me. Me, I'm the new Kobe Bryant. Mm, I god. don't know.
2: Oh, god. Go, going back to Mendel Effect, <laughs> um, I also saw a couple people who, who sent in pictures of like old clothes from Fruit of the Loom and there's cornucopias but there's only like two instances that I, that I saw on the internet of that. And then like the rest of the fruit of the loom stuff going back at that time, doesn't have the cornucopia. So like, it's weird. Yeah. Weird. Play the X files theme. Something's happening. The timelines are shifting.
3: Something fishy. I'm scared. There was,
2: there was another one too that I saw about Mandela fix, but I can't
3: remember what it was.
2: Nope. It's gone forever.
3: Okay. Bye bye. <laughs>
0: Do you want me to start saying stuff for this dead air while you think of them? It's dead air
3: time. I'm covering (laughs)
4: the dead air.
0: We don't have
3: to bring any any attention to the dead air. You can just cut it out. (laughs) Andrew, please cut out the dead air and also please cut out the discussion of the dead air. No,
0: no, no. Leave leave it be. This is is intervention. Do-do-do. I'm making sure we aren't saying silent. Here we go. You fans are welcome. Some, some, I mean, some, say something. It's now great. you're dead now air.
2: you're keeping us from saying anything because you were just talking the whole well,
0: time. Well, you can cut me off anytime when you're ready. That's, <laughs> safe, that's, how, oh. that's how we yeah. saved it. Oh, I see. Yeah, I yeah. see.
2: Okay. Well yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh I does anyone have any, any final things they'd like to say before we take this uh, bad boy out of here? Do
0: you guys want to know about or the put origin this bad boy of dead back air? In the Do you want know. Know to know the origin of dead air? Do you kidding. know the origin of dead <laughs> air? No, no, I'm kidding.
2: Tell <laughs> us, Bo. Tell anyway, us.
3: So you don't make money if you have dead air.
2: Sit there in silence and Google it while we wait. That could be wait. a song.
3: You don't make money when you have dead air. You don't, you don't make, money make money when you, when when you have, dead, have air. dead air. Time is money, and dead air is wasted. So just keep talking, 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 talking,
2: talking, talking about this and that, and nothing talking, talking.
3: You could take it, you could I feel take like this episode. This could have ended. Yeah, five, yeah. You six, could you take us out now.
2: Okay. Thanks for listening to this episode of Get Dumped On and Info dump Podcast. I hope you liked that nonsense rambling of the things that we found interesting or learned recently at the moment, which is really the true heart of this podcast. Hopefully, I made you hungry. Hey, I, I read, I read a thing the other day.
3: <laughs> I wish Andrew was here, just I don't. because no, I bet he would have had something I, interesting to he, say. Look at, he, well, look at—he's playing games right now. He's playing
0: Cat Quest. Look at—oh, I'm too sick to host oh, oh, a podcast, but I'll play some cat games. That's my sick Andrew impression.
2: It's very I mean, easy to play video games when you're I sick. It's so again. easy. It's great. You just <laughs> don't now I play a video yeah, games. But
0: I can also talk while I'm sick,
3: but oh, I just don't want to be a distraction.
2: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank you for listening. Uh if you like this episode, go back and listen to some other episodes. Uh we've mentioned a couple, if so if any of these topics interest you, we actually have like, you know, deeper dives on on some of the some of the topics.
0: And if we talk about tennis um, balls, let me know, please.
3: I don't want to look like a fool. I've, yeah.
0: I
2: really don't think we ever did, but maybe we talked about it, you know, like when we weren't doing the podcast.
3: Uh, let me know what your favorite backyard bird is.
2: Tell Zach your chickadees favorite bird. Tell great, it on Instagram. But... Leave, us a, leave us a comment on, on this post that yeah. we make about this episode. about your Chiggetes favorite are bird? are only my
3: second favorite. My first favorite. My heart belongs to the tufted titmouse, <laughs> which like... is related to chickadees, but they're cuter.
2: They're really cute. Um, if you have any fun facts that you learned recently, or any things that you learned and want to talk about, let us know. Tell us. I always want to learn your guys' fun information. um Yeah, I, I hope wherever you are, you're having a really wonderful day. Do you guys want to say goodbye?
4: Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: okay. Bye. 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 Bye.
1: Bye. 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 Bye the way life goes sometimes what happens when you put them together and you try to make them learn grab your friends let's listen together on get dumped on info dump podcast <laughs> We're gonna, this the, can't the,
2: even be dead, 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 dead air, even when it's at the end of the episode it's the end of the dead
0: air <laughs> it's
2: dead air gonna, forever oh my and god eats it when
3: i die, love I'm, you nom, 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 nom. <laughs> I'm going to eat your dead hair and your dead ass. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Dead, dead ass. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye.